Hey everyone, uh, welcome to Content Cube episode 11. I'm Brian Woods. I'm Jake Mosier. And I'm Zach Kohlenstein. And this week we are mostly just going to be talking about, um, what is it called, Zach? I've been confused about this because on Spotify it's just called uh, The Album. Yes, I I can confirm in front of me it's also called The Album on Apple Music. Okay, yes. Yeah. (laughs) So Um, just give us some background. What is this? Okay. Wait, did we all introduce ourselves? Yeah. Yes, we did. Okay, sorry, I go into a fugue state. Um, It is just called The Album, and it's by the artist RWC. Um, Separate entity from Zach. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I do have a part in RWC. Um, RWC was originally Respect Women Club, um, but the reaction of that name was that we were being sarcastic and that what we actually meant by that was women do not deserve respect. (laughs) And that wasn't our intention. So um, we just decided to rebrand, but not a total rebrand, and just shorten it to RWC. Um, and if you ask us what it means, it still does mean Respect Women Club, but we don't go around saying we're the Respect Women Club anymore. It's kind of like IGN and KFC, how they do, they don't have acronyms anymore. Yeah, like right. KFC used to be Kentucky Fried Chicken, then they just went to KFC. Then IGN used to be uh, Imagine Games Network. And that's just IGN. They don't mean anything anymore. <laughs> Lame. Zach, you've talked about on the podcast before, like, the origin. Give, like, a, the very short version of it, just so people know. Um, we discovered how cool GarageBand was on our iPads <laughs> back in, like, beginning of senior year of high school. And uh, we all had iPads at our high school. And we were like, all right, let's, let's me and my friend Corey, like, let's make a rap album. And then everyone in the class was like, yeah, we're just going to start making rap songs. But Corey and I were dead serious. We're going to make one. Um and so over the course of the next, let's see now, uh, two and a half years, um, we just were writing lyrics and making beats until finally this past uh, winter break, we uh, put it all together and decided to release it. First on SoundCloud, uh, kind of rough cuts of stuff, a little bit longer, some skits, some SoundCloud yeah. exclusive skits. Yeah. Uh, how, much then sa- I, how much SoundCloud paying for those? Uh, it's a gift, <laughs> a, a gesture of good faith. Um so, and then there's a finished audio version with a little bit improved audio and cut skits. And cut song. There was one song that was also cut. Never forget the Fortnite freestyle. The Fortnite freestyle rip. <laughs> it was our least favorite, and we wanted an even number of songs on the album. So that got cut. <laughs> okay. um, and it just, oh, it was outdated. Uh, it yeah. was an outdated song about Fortnite maps that aren't there anymore. Yeah, Tomato Town's gone. Tomato Town. They, now it's, there's like greasy graves where greasy grove used to be regardless yeah um so you put it out and i went into it you know jake listened to it for the first time last night we had a bit of a uh listening party listening party almost i listened to it when it came out on soundcloud um i went in thinking i'm sure this will be good because i know zach you know there's gonna be like oh this this is so zach uh, but the Aww. beats and you know the humor is uh, it lands sometimes it lands <laughs> most of the time you know I I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, my my face hurt from smiling and laughing at the end of it last night. Um, everyone was just like hyping each other up about it. It was a good time. Yeah. It was it was a good experience. You gotta wonder, is it as funny if you listen to it by yourself in the dark? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. It's definitely more of a group experience. And I that's kind of was making it. We probably if, if one person had made this album, it'd been like, this is so lame. Yeah. But the group effort that it was, Corey and I, and then uh, our friend Drew Bolstad made a lot of the beats and kind of uh, helped, you know, record it with us. Um, he goes by Young Depresso 
Um, yeah. Yeah. He's on the album cover, like the name. But uh, it was a fun, we had fun making it, and we just really wanted people to enjoy listening to it for comedic purposes. It is incredibly enjoyable, for sure. So are we ready for a song-by-song breakdown? I think so. I, I, I would give or, a general review. Yeah, so... I'm going to go, I'm going to name a song, Zach. I want you to give a short story of how it came to be, who's on it, and we'll talk about the the highlighted bars. Don't skip prologue. Oh, I won't skip it. <laughs> Track number one, prologue. Yes, prologue, of course. Um, so we knew we wanted some type of intro to the album, and uh, the inspiration I took, like the original idea, there's the famous Notorious B.I.G. album, Ready to Die, starts with uh, kind of like a montage of different moments of his upbringing and like details his birth, his childhood and stuff like, and I kind of originally, that's what we wanted. Like a detail of like our beginnings yeah. to the making of the album, but it kind of became uh, a prophecy instead <laughs> that I wrote. <laughs> I wrote a prophecy and had my dad read it. Uh, he, I just went upstairs with beat headphones in my laptop and said, dad, can you read this please? And he read it over once and then he read it into the mic. And that at the end of it goes, so what is this for? I said, thank you, dad. And then we went downstairs <laughs> And he doesn't even know it, but he is on Spotify. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had my dad read a, a pretty much a prophecy about the the two people who will come together to make the greatest album of all time. And uh, I think that that track served its purpose to lead into the album. Kind of it's set it's an incredible opening. Yeah. Um, you really looked up to legends to inspire you for how to form this. The amount of, like, specific things you guys do throughout the album, like, yeah, I know where they got this from. Oh, yeah. It's it's great. Okay, track number two. Do you have anything else to say about prologue? No, we just, we're just really ha- I'm really happy with my dad's performance. Are you ever going to tell your dad? Like, here it is. Yeah, I might play it in the car one time casually and see if he realizes <laughs> that it's him. I'm a, he's such a spacey guy that he really might not pick That's up great. on it that fast until he hears... Zach Holmstein and Corey Keithley. The, the names. second the second I heard it start, I'm like, oh, this is one of their dads. Okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, track number two, rap song. Yeah, this was. Uh, Don't let it be a crap song. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you'd be you wouldn't be surprised on how short of a time it took to come up with that hook. Um, <laughs> and the hook is, um, this is a rap song. Hope it's not a crap song. Rapping on a rap beat, lyrics on a rap sheet, rapping about rap stuff. Or rapping like I'm rap tough, feeling like a rap guy. I'm gonna need to take a nap, guy. Uh, That's my favorite line of that song. Is yeah. I'm gonna need to take a nap, guy. I, uh, yeah. So we came up with that one, and because we knew we wanted to start the album, like at least like the first actual song with like a song literally just about rap <laughs> in general. Like we wanted to hit cliches and stuff, uh, like oh we do drugs, we fuck women, we like do. It, is, it establishes things. the right tone. Yeah. And just be as over the top as possible. <laughs> um, and I think we largely accomplished that for the most part. I mean, Corey's first line in his first verse, one of my favorite lyrics on the entire album is, Corey's, Corey has the first verse. He goes, rapping is a rap thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good The bet. second he dropped that bar on me, I knew he had something special. Yeah, I think it, I, my opinion on the song is that it's a good intro, assuming uh, they won't tune out. <laughs> I, I think it, I think it's a little mellow compared to the rest of the album. You know what I mean? Yeah, I it mean, is. I think it's a great intro. I really wanted the, those are the lyrics where I got the most over the top in terms of my verse. It's like yeah. it was, I don't know. It gets kind of graphic. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but uh, yeah. And then we there's like a a bridge where Corey and I both try to do verse three at the same time. Like we both like I just we both talk at the same time. Like I say, like I fucked Selena Gomez or something like that. <laughs> and then he says something and then we're both like, dude, no, I'm, I do verse three. 
Like we decided I'll do verse three because I'm better than you. And he's like, okay. And we just, we just improv it. And then it leads right into like this outro verse that kind of like worked as our disclaimer for the album. Cause yeah. it was just like, uh, we're just having fun. Like that don't expect it to make sense. And if you take it serious and that's on you, like, mm-hmm. and we kind of needed to put that there. Uh, for future employment. I was going to ask, you know. yeah, this is your chance. When employers hear this, they might go to this podcast to find out what you have to say I about it. I love that because this, the, I mean, I, I promise I'm a good worker. Um, <laughs> I think what this should, this, if you don't look at the lyrics too closely, I think what you should take away from this album is that I, I'm creative and I can push myself to make things. And that's really what you should take out of me putting out this album, Future Employer hire me yeah you know how some people make their social media private when they're like applying for college or a job i won't zach's about to make the album private (laughs) (laughs) no i'm gonna promote it heavily (laughs) this is my legacy i can't wait till my kids find it one day what's uh track three Uh, i'm gonna hit it with a fun fact before we get into that the uh starred songs on apple music um track number two rap song track number three cleopatra track number four who's your daddy and track number nine the Ballad of Timmy B. That one's been played a lot. Um, I'm actually going to play it with no music, so Zach gets the money. Uh, wow, yeah, I appreciate would, you, would you like to share how much money you're making from this? Uh, I think the estimate was around, for at least for Spotify, I have no idea what the Apple Music rates are, but for Spotify, uh, 0.6 cents every play, I think. Not bad. I, honestly, yeah. I, I may have read that wrong, but that <laughs> I think that's like the minimum rate, and I'm assuming that's what I'm getting. Wow. Um, so, yeah, if you guys want to keep on listening, I, um, I will eventually get some form of compensation. I'm trying your best to make you sense. Track number three, Cleopatra. This is a concept song. This is a concept song for sure. A lot of lore behind yeah, it that goes uh, in at the This was intro. a beat that I made uh, on my garage band senior year of high school. What class were you in? I, I think it was in the cafeteria. Uh, that grind. Yeah. <laughs> always on the grind. Um, and... I had it saved in my iPad GarageBand files as Suck My Dick. I don't know why, um, but <laughs> I, I thought shit. that was the tone of High the song shit. was going to be. And then I rediscovered the beat uh, when we were putting together the album this past winter break. Um, and I was like, it kind of sounds kind of Egyptian, you know? Yeah. So I started calling it Pharaoh. And then Corey started calling it Cleopatra. And then it was just like a light bulb. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a song about having sex with Cleopatra. And then Corey took it further. Um, I believe it was Corey. was like, maybe she had her way with us, you know? And that was just too tantalizing of a concept to pass up on. So the song kind of became Corey being in denial of how we were physically dominated by Cleopatra. (laughs) It's quite an out there concept. And we wanted to put it early in the album to really set a tone. Yeah, it really does set a tone for the rest of the album. Two is like... Here's what you think you're getting into, and three solidifies. This yeah. is this is, is what you're doing. Yeah, yeah expect more of that. Um, so yeah, that one. It the the lyrics get kind of sexually explicit, um, yeah. and we're gonna try and shy away from that on the next album. But this one, we kind of went all out. Yeah, you, you either go big or go home. We're not gonna like kind of talk about sex. You might as well just go all out and make it as over the top and ridiculous as possible. You know, the Corey says something about putting his dicks between her feets. You know, yeah. feet's plural. Um, I was wondering—is that like a foot thing, or is it just that like her vagina? Uh, is technically he, I don't know. Yeah, I think we just kind of wanted a, a, rhyme. a foot. Yeah, was, he said I laid her down on linen sheets, and we put yeah. our dicks between her feets. Yeah, uh, <laughs> what rhymes with sheets? I don't know. We, we really wanted some Egyptian references in there, so like I wrote like uh, <laughs> spread her legs like the Red Sea or something like that. <laughs> you know, because Moses split it. Yeah, he did that. Uh, don't you? 
Uh, we laid Cleo down nice and slow, said, don't you worry about no Pharaoh or something like that. I mean, it's so stupid, but I mean, (laughs) we really had, we wrote those lyrics literally in an hour and a half, um, you know, in his house one night. And it was one of the more rewarding experiences of the process because we knew we had something. It was one of the ones where we knew we had something. Speaking of something where you knew you had something, track number four, Mm. who's your daddy? Now, see, now that one, I made the beat. And called it Arnold because I knew I really wanted to sample this Arnold Schwarzenegger like video where he was like, I'm a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. I'm like, I'm going to make a song with that as the hook. It just didn't work. So it kind of became an outro. And I'm like, I'm just going to fuck it. I'm just going to put all Arnold samples on this. Originally, it was like three more. They don't they didn't sound good in the thing. So we only kept the one at the beginning from Kindergarten Cop where he says, who is your daddy and what does he do? And we thought that was an awesome intro to a song. And then like a bass line hits. And then there's the classic from Predator, like, like run, get to the chopper. You know, we got that one. But there originally was a Terminator 2 one where it was just like, hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> you know, they just didn't sound good. Um, and then Corey, Corey was not sold on that one. I'm like, dude, it's going to be awesome. I call the song Arnold. It's going to be one of the best ones. He goes, he goes, I don't get what it's about. <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Audience listeners, if you get what it's about. Well, you see, we then, then we, we came up with what it's about. We're like, we called the song, who's your daddy. And then we're like, oh, okay, well, there's the concept. Uh, we're going to just, we're, we're these girls' daddies. Um, and they're obsessed with us. <laughs> like the, I kind of picture um, like in the like the Beatles when they were really popular coming up. There's like a clip from the movie Hard Day's Night where the girls are just chasing them, and we wanted that version for us. Like like girls are just obsessed with us and just chasing us everywhere. It it features a hole. Who's a hole? <laughs> you know, honestly, by his discretion, I don't think he really wanted to be associated with the album okay. too much. So I don't know if I can get into it. <laughs> That's a hole. We'll never know. I don't know if you'll ever put it together who, is, who A-hole who, is. Who's asshole? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know, but I thought um, it was a clever name. Track number five, Alien Bro. This is another... This, this is okay. a high concept another song. High concept. You guys remember when the, it was like such a meme that like, we're going to raid Area 51. Everyone's going to raid, like storm it at once. They can't stop us all. And we're going to get the aliens. Like that was a whole thing. Yeah. Like over the summer. Uh, so Corey literally was just like, we're just driving, and he was like, dude, can we make a song about Area 51? I'm just like, well, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so Young Depresso came through with a beat, a little little intergalactic-sounding beat, and uh, Alien Bro, it became very... The concept was pretty clear early on in the writing process that this was going to be about us explaining Earth to an alien and building ourselves up to be cooler than we are, um, and then we'd have to explain some not-cool stuff about Earth to them. Mostly Ray Rice. Yeah, <laughs> there is a Ray Rice verse. Extended Ray Rice. Uh, we had to time. let the alien know about Ray Rice. <laughs> is that all you got to say about Alien, bro? Uh, we got my, uh, a, a good friend named Jonah to be the alien because um, we didn't want it to be one of us. And we thought it would be fun to get our friend Jonah to do it. And he was such a good sport. And we like went to his house. We had one night where we called it our rolling studio. We went to go get features from people. So we had my laptop in my car and just drove to our friends' houses all over the St. Louis area. Uh, and he was our first stop, about 20-minute drive from my house. And we had him come outside, lay his uh, ad-libs, and then we then we moved on. So thank you to Jonah for that. So Alien Bro is a fun concept song. Uh, number six, Saloon. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit before we get into Saloon. Um, last night we're playing and Saloon comes on and the immediate thought when you read Saloon is it's going to be cowboy themed. And then little did I know it was fully based off Zach found this fun sound in GarageBand and said, it's cowboy time. 
<laughs> it had to happen. Uh, you know, I had to do it to him. Um, Saloon was one of the last two songs we made. Literally the week we put the album out, we like I made the beat to Saloon. Like Corey's like, so when are we like finishing the masters or whatever? I was like, well, I wrote a song today. He's like, love to hear it. So <laughs> we, we never really put a hard stop on when we would stop making songs. Uh, so yeah, I made Saloon, uh, wrote my verse and the outro verses or whatever. And, um, it really came together. That was the one we, that was probably the one we were honestly most confident in after we finished it. Uh, cause we let, we had young depresso come in like on the outro, like, hell yeah, we bought a saloon. Like we thought that part was kind of cool. And for a while, at least we were riding our creative high. We thought it was the next old town road. Uh, <laughs> we thought we were going to go viral with this one. Uh, I think I woke up the next day, like probably not that good uh but (laughs) (laughs) we listened we listened to it a lot before the release like man we got something here Uh, it was one of the ones zach was most excited about during our listening party he was doing like the the like horse movement like (laughs) shuffling along in the living room you just grab your belt and you just should take a couple steps to the left a couple steps to the right a little get up dance you know um yeah it's a fun sing-along song once you get the lyrics at the end um track number seven the the anti-anthem to what the rest of the album is about. <laughs> Sex is for losers. Yeah. Now, oddly enough, okay, so this beat I made in China uh, one morning because I couldn't sleep. Uh, so I got my iPod, I, iPad out and made a, a beat. And then the original idea for this song was called Prequels. And the first lyrics were, Star Wars prequels are pieces of shit. George Lucas fucked up. He can suck my dick. Um, <laughs> and then, like... How do we if there's, get that? Is there any cool characters? Can someone show me? Obi-Wan Kenobi, Obi-Wan can blow me. I mean, it was... <laughs> <laughs> those are lyrics I remember. But then we just, I, I decided that uh, I actually love Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, and I couldn't even make myself joke about insulting him. <laughs> so this, the concept quickly changed to sexist for losers. Because uh, we thought it kind of sounded like a West Coast like Snoop Dogg sounding beat. And we were like, um... You know, let's go the uh, the an- the antith- antithesis. What's the word of that? Antithesis. An- antithesis. Right. I don't fuck. The opposite. That's right. Of what a Snoop Dogg song would be, uh, and it would be sexist for losers. In fact, and then the only lyrics I could come up with were "sex is for fucking losers." If you have sex, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> Corey had a whole verse. That's all I could come up with too. So we had a whole half of the song to fill. And Young Depresso, <laughs> pretty <laughs> disgusting, stepped up with a monumental verse on the album. Uh, Don't takes up most of the song, yeah. and it's gross. Let's not get into it too much. We're not gonna verbatim read uh, lyrics. You're gonna want to check it out. Young Depresso, I don't think agrees with the title of the song. No. <laughs> no. That would be his versus message. Well, he, he, he He's l- the antagonist. Yeah, of the he song. likes the song, but he does admit that it gives him no clout. <laughs> okay, right. we'll, we'll move on. Let's from take s- a quick break Sounds so we can good. save this. Epic. All right, we're back. In perfect time, we stopped halfway through the album. We're back for the second half. Track number eight, The Ballad of Timmy B featuring Timmy B himself. <laughs> Timmy B is such a personality uh, we went to high school with and he's been dropping some some hot songs on SoundCloud over the past six months or so and we're like well obviously he's the future we need to get and what what kind of song are we going to put him on what are we going to talk about with him and it's just like well Timmy B is best when he's talking about himself so we're just going to let him do that uh, and then we took a beat for a, a scrapped song a song that had long been scrapped but I did not scrap the beat the song was originally called Thug Life 
And it was going to be about how we don't do thug things, but it is the thug life. It was like, this is the thug life, the kiss and the hug life, the love and a pug life. You Aww, know? Such a wholesome song. It was going to be pretty wholesome, um, but it just was kind of lame. Um, so we made a song about Timmy B. And again, that was another one. Corey's like, why are we doing this? Why are we making this song? Like, I don't get it. I was like, well, I mean, I don't know. Once we get Timmy B on it, it might come together. And... Um, he he we pulled up in the rolling studio <laughs> yeah we pulled up at 11 p.m at his house and we told him to like come outside and he said no you come inside and we came inside uh and he he just he freestyled the verse but he wasn't recording and the freestyle was even better than what he ended up laying down and he tried to recapture it for about an hour while we just waited uh and then we were trying to, like write it down and then he wrote one down and it was it was just a privilege to see a master at work on his craft um and he laid down a pretty pretty fun verse to listen to him so i was happy with the way that one turned out it's more of a timmy b hype song from Corey and i and then just let tim have do you talked song. about the rolling studio have we have you a explained bit. this yeah okay yeah we just drove around yeah. my laptop to different people's houses and told them to come and record shit um number nine one of the uh <laughs> this one's a lot tearjerker featuring t nasty i like this one a lot this one is the oldest one on the album. Uh, the first song we ever made, like wrote, like made a beat to, wrote lyrics to and recorded, didn't make it on the album. It was originally called Jake Thompson, named after my roommate. Um, but it just didn't make the cut. But this was the second song we made that first week we decided to make an album. And we got the verse from our friend Tosin, who had been laying down some songs on SoundCloud himself. And it was just sitting on my desktop for two and a half years. Uh, and then... I had written a verse and I always knew we were going to make it. It was just like one of the last ones we put together though, but it was like a really early song that actually just made it throughout the two and a half years. And it's about jacking off. Yeah. Uh, I really <laughs> and like crying. The, and crying. I love the reveal. There, there is a reveal why it's called tearjerker at the end. <laughs> and I don't want to get into it. I'll let you experience it. Let's yourself. just say the room got very hyped. <laughs> there was, we say it in unison. It's one of the few <laughs> lines on the album where Corey and I say it at the same time. It's really funny. For... We'll, we'll let you experience the reveal yourself, audience. I'm number 10, Ghosts and Hoes. I wrote this song on the way to Top Golf. Another little concept. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it was. I found this like loop called Steely Drum. And I was like, this sounds spooky. <laughs> and so we we're like, we're going to make a spooky song. And then. Um, it just came, it was like an epiphany moment. Like, you know, if anyone's seen Step Brothers, they make a song called Boats and Hoes. And I like, it just seemed natural that our version would be Ghosts and Hoes. And this would be it. Uh, you know, Ghosts and Hoes, Cytoplasm Between the Toes. That's a line that didn't make it, but, um, <laughs> a scrapped lyric. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the song was just pretty simple. Corey and I have sex with some ghosts. And uh, we both wrote our verses, and we have a pretty good hook. So, I mean, I'm really it. happy with the concept. I really love the part where it's like they don't need bodies uh, to, get, to get these bones. It don't matter if these hoes are decomposed. They don't need their bodies to get these bones. I really love that part. That, that part really... It's one of the few lines me. where I kind of knew I had something special. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, guys, you guys, you guys got to hear this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of having... I don't know. Yeah, I forgot the line you were going to say because I got distracted because I couldn't remember this song. Eleven Talent Show. Which one was this? It, it was the... Uh, it's a it's, it's a concept. Oh, is it the kids? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. How Caleb can I and forget? Kyle, the Christian rappers, uh, go to a talent show. <laughs> Another concept. <laughs> yeah. Corey and I 
we wanted to do a satirical song. Um, <laughs> it originally had a third verse that really doubled down on all these. Yeah, on all the hateful uh, views <laughs> from traditional Christian beliefs. But uh, I don't want to spoil the surprise. But this was definitely the one I was most nervous about, and that's really saying something. Put in a disclaimer. I had to put a disclaimer in at the end. Um, I was urged not to by Corey and Young Depresso. <laughs> they said it ruined it. But honestly, I slept better at night putting it at the end. <laughs> you know, I don't. If I ever get powerful one day, this was this would be the one that they'd get me. <laughs> they'd get me, and they'd take away my fortune. I'd get canceled with this one. So. I had to put a disclaimer in at the end to make sure everyone knew it was a satire. Um, so time will tell if that one comes back and bites me. I mean, I'm going to try to get you for it. Yeah. <laughs> My heart was in the right place when I made it. <laughs> so just hope That's all that can matters. Um, track number 12, Fake It For Me, Baby. This is, in my opinion, the best one. I... I would have to agree. <laughs> it's uh, it's our Drake song. I think um, it's the most it's the most cl- clean in terms of lyrics, but clean in terms of like has the best production. Vision. Yeah, it's smooth. It kind of flows. It's very it's very focused. Um, yeah. yeah, we had that. It was just a title I came up with. This was the last one for the album that we made. Like we made it the week of, wrote it, beat really? and everything. Yeah, literally like three days before we dropped the album, we made the beat and wrote the lyrics. Um, yeah, this one turned out pretty well. Uh, it's my favorite verse on the album, my verse on it. Um, and it, it, it um, at the end, I let Corey, I said, Corey, you want to do an outro? And he goes, yeah, sure. And he just ad-libbed, I think, the funniest part in the song. is just his spoken word outro to the, the what song. What was it again? It was just like, you want me to, uh, I finished. Did you finish? No? Yeah. You didn't? Oh, uh, yeah. No? You want me to leave? <laughs> my, apartment. my apartment. Okay, I'll leave. That was That's very fine. funny. Yeah. I think my favorite part is the, uh, I heard you like great sex. To be honest, I kind of hope that that's not true. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably my favorite bit on the album. That is also this, yeah, this song. It's the simple things. This song's got some laughs. Also describing how bad you are at sex is also extremely good. It's pretty funny. I tried to pull from experience and be as relatable <laughs> as possible. Uh, I think this song just, it is so much payoff because the whole album is you guys signing She doesn't these... get any payoff, but we get the payoff <laughs> and that's the joke. It sounds like you guys are like sex gods and then you get to this song it's like, here's the honesty <laughs> and is, the... This is the honest intimacy that, yeah. that people love in rap and rap as a genre when you yeah. can be so, you get all these bars to be so honest about who yeah. you are and the things you go through and that's what, I think this is a song where you feel that the most. <laughs> Like this honesty, yes. this brutal honesty about what it's really like to be us. Speaking of brutal honesty, 13, the best album of all time. Hell of a transition. Has some, <laughs> it has some brutal honesty in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just fuck, I don't know if it was honest. I don't know if uh, No, all of it's true. true. No, all of it is true. Uh, so I have, you know, I'll come clean. I have a lot of insecurities and I never really want to talk about them. And so this felt like the, the finally a proper healthy outlet. Uh, for me to voice all the things that I worry about on a day-to-day basis through the form of my best friend insulting the shit out of me <laughs> and putting it out there for the world to hear. Uh, he would only do it if I wrote the lyrics. Um, so I wrote pretty much like, it's the only song on the album that is, there is no hook. It's just bars throughout from literally from second it's one, it starts bars on bars on so bars. many bars of Corey and I going back and forth. And then it just becomes Corey going in on me. Um, I don't want to get into specifics about the things he says, but I didn't want to pull any punches on myself. Um, so kind of put every concern I've had about myself out there. Um, and yeah, I think that one, 
I mean, it's not the best one on the album. It doesn't, but it, um, it was a fun concept and it was fun to watch him insult the shit out of me. Last track, track number 14, Epilogue. Yeah. Epilogue. So it's pretty much, you know, just like Prologue. Uh, first, it starts off with a Billy Madison sample where at the end where he like gives this whole speech about business, not business, ethic, like industry and how it relates or whatever. And it's complete dog shit, but everyone claps. <laughs> uh, and then the guy like who's like running the, the game show or whatever is like that literally made no sense <laughs> like everyone in this room is dumber for having listened to that and mm. i award you no points may god have mercy on your soul and we're like that's a cool thing to cap off the album with <laughs> you know like everyone in th- everyone in this room is now dumber having listened to that um <laughs> and we thought that was a good message so we start epilogue off with that and it's the same beat as prologue to like bookend the album um and then i in another bookend way instead of my dad i got my mom to uh, read an epilogue, which kind of mirrors the prologue. You know, it's the end of the destiny. We made the best album of all time. And Corey and I are going to watch the sunrise on a grateful universe like Thanos. Uh, and then go into hibernation until we return in another thousand years with another amazing, flawless album. And yeah, that was. And then we had to put one more disclaimer in at the very end that Respect Women Club, we didn't mean that disrespectfully. <laughs> that was a disclaimer at the end of the epilogue. We, we just, we do like to respect women. We just wanted a very distinct name. When do you uh when do you think the next album's dropping? We uh okay, any... so here's the thing with this first album. I'm not kidding, we probably had five release dates that we told people about and like midnight on this night, you know, we even wrote it on whiteboards around our high school. <laughs> when <laughs> you were know, in high school. In high school. So that was two years ago. Um and people were like, uh haha, I can't wait, it's gonna be really funny. It never came out. Uh, you know, we well, never, it did. We never, we, well, we never got around to it in high school. Oh, we missed like four release dates, including one where we said December 24th. We wanted a Christmas Eve drop. It didn't happen. We even tweeted it. I'd like and to then ask. Jake, and then Jake, our roommate, responded. He goes, he goes, you guys are worse than Kanye. You can't keep doing this to me. Because <laughs> we have announced so many release dates and then not come through on the release dates. How many tracks did you have when the release dates were happening? Would you believe me if, like, finished? <laughs> Partially finished, mostly finished planned. around there. Pla- oh, plans different. We had a lot of them planned. Um, yeah. Writing and making the beats for is a different story. Um, <laughs> we ones that we were comfortable putting out, maybe three. <laughs> so we missed the release date. Uh, we ended up putting it on SoundCloud uh, about oh, two weeks after the last release date that we made. Uh, we promoted it that week with a couple videos. Uh, I made a Star Wars like scroll up explaining where we've been all these years where the album is yeah uh made another one of a took a tiktok of a girl dancing to obsessed like by mariah carey the one where she's crying and then i just put rap song over it instead (laughs) so she's like crying and dancing to it it's pretty good um and those got a good reaction then we released it a week later on soundcloud and then the cleaned up version came out this past week so, All right, yeah. congrats. Yeah. Reaping in, the, reaping in the money, I hope. Yep, six cents every listen. Please please check it out. Is there any other fun facts, deleted tracks, things you want to share while you have the opportunity, while the album's still hot? The album is hot. I want it to stay hot for a while. Uh, it probably is already dying down. Um, <laughs> um, man, I don't know. I, just, I guess I got to put out my gratitude to Corey and Young Depresso for, like, we just, I'm really proud of all three of us. We really came together and even though it's, if you don't know us, you probably won't like it much, but, um, I think all our friends enjoyed it for the most part. And that's what we really wanted out of it. Even my brother, I was unsure if I was going to let my family know I made this. 
Uh, and then I eventually was like, well, they're going to find out eventually. So I might as well just own up to it up front. Be like, yeah, we're putting out an album this week. And they're like, okay, cool. And then they listened to it. <laughs> and then they were actually going to listen to it. And I showed up to a lunch and they were like, this is a rap song. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I'm at like family dinners now, like big family dinners where they like, like hint at it to my dad. They're like, yeah, so Zach's got an album. And like, what do you mean Zach has a, an album? And he's like, yeah, he's got a song. It's historical. It's about Cleopatra. It's and gonna like, be, he's like, it's a good one, dad. You're going to want to hear it. I'm it, like, you really need to shut the fuck up. It's going to be Christmas 15 years from now. You're going to be walking in with your wife to your first Christmas with your family. And they're going to have rap song playing. Dude, this, this album is going to follow me in my life. Whether it's either A, it blows up and I become rich and famous. Uh, as, long, as well as Corey and Young Depresso, or B, uh, it doesn't, and then like 30 years from now, my kids' friends are going to just Google my name when you do the Google friends' parents' names game that we all used to yeah. do, just to see what the internet turns up. Uh, this will be probably one of the things that turns up, and they're going to okay. find out that their friend's dad has a rap album. You're gonna, and I just hope my kid's okay with that. <laughs> you're going to be walking home. To, you're going to be coming home from work to your family one day, and you're going to open the door, and it's just going to be playing on a speaker and a note that says, they we heard me. the album. They got me. Or don't look for us. I walk into the <laughs> office one day. They're just <laughs> blasting fake it for me, baby. Hey, um, I think it's good. I, I, I well, enjoy I, myself. I'll own up to every lyric. I, I, I you know, um, I'll defend it. <laughs> I'll stand by it, even if it doesn't age well. Um yeah, I had fun and I regret nothing. <laughs> Love to hear it. I have two questions from a listener of my my brother, Sam Mosier. What Love were it. your major inspirations? Major inspirations. Uh, Lyrically and musically. Oh, man. Um, I just want to thank God, first and foremost, <laughs> for blessing us with these creative talents. Um, inspiration. Well, like I said, uh, the goats, you know, Tupac and Biggie. We wanted to come as close as we could. Uh I guess in terms of like comedy wise, um, I don't know if people have heard of this guy, Stephen Lynch, but he's like a stand up comedian, singer, and he's just like guitar stuff, not a rapper. But like in terms of just concept songs, we really kind of, or at least I think we very similar to that, maybe not quite as polished. Um, but yeah, that's what we were going for, kind of joke songs. Um, second question. Can we expect a music video for any songs? Perhaps one about Cleopatra. You know, I've been strongly, strongly considering it. <laughs> you know, if if you could only make one music, vi- are you gonna make one music video for one song? Which one would it be? I think, okay, Cleopatra has such a concept that would be very fun to pull off in a video. It'd be hard <laughs> to pull off an ancient Egypt video. Uh, so I think I would flip it to a fake it for me baby video would be very doable. I think it'd be very funny. And yeah. I think Corey and I, when we work together on things, we can make it pretty funny. Uh, so I think that I would strongly consider making a Fake It For Me Baby video this summer um, or in spring break. But I don't want to get too much into it, but we are planning something a little bit bigger this summer. Uh, maybe a RWC movie. I don't know. Wow. Throwing some story is this like, ideas is this a doc- out. Do- not a documentary. It this might is a f- be a mockumentary. Oh, okay. <laughs> kind of similar to Pop Star, maybe. With the Andy, the Great Lonely movie. Island movie. Maybe Love it. Picture Hyder that, or... except with us. But we also don't want to like completely copy that. So we would probably put our own touches on it. But Maybe like the Tim Heidecker thing where he was running for a yeah. mayor. This remember. is Spinal Tap. <laughs> 
I have uh, some questions as well, if you don't have any more. I do. Okay. Would you like me to go? Are they about the album? No, they're uh, Yeah, we're off the album now. Okay, I got some questions from uh, listeners about the show in general. Yeah, write uh, in. Content Frank. underscore cube or... Or DM. Yeah, or any of us. any of us. Uh, from Francisco Melendez and Chris Mitchell. Uh, Chris Mitchell, host of Quarter Circle Backboard, the KCOU show. I'll listen to it on... I don't know what it is. It's on, it's on Spotify and everything. Um he, they asked, uh, are you going to cover Sonic? And I'm thinking we wait till the trilogy is complete, you know, do the retrospective on the Sonic trilogy. Yeah, I, I think we have to wait. I don't think it's worth doing it now. Yeah, it's like a three-parter. It's a yeah. three-parter. So. At, least, at least wait till the director's cut of the first yeah. one out. Yeah. I'm not watching it till Shadows in the movies. So. He was maybe, my boy back in Sonic and Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. I hope Sonic. he has a gun. I love Shadow. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked it in Smash Brothers when you would say chaos control and slow everyone down. <laughs> that is dope. When's the werewolf coming in? Sonic the what? Werewolf. Oh. Sonic from Sonic Unleashed. Oh, boy. That would be dope. Yeah. Give me the sword Excalibur. From... Yeah. So maybe, uh, you know, I might fuck up and accidentally see it, like, between now and next week. I, yeah. I if, if, <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> end up in the I'm not fuck around. I'm, fuck up. I'm thinking about pop culture that's coming out till next week for our next episode. Not much. I don't want to do Desolation be, Part 2. We might be seeing Sonic. We might be seeing. I don't want to do Desolation 2. Can't. You know? We can't. Desolation's over. Uh, then I have a question this from a podcast. Uh, from uh, at Dash Hound Facts, uh, John Messer. Um, Dash Hound? Are you saying that weird? You know it's Dachshund. Right? I've I always pronounced it Dash Hound since, uh, <laughs> oh since Nintendogs. That wasn't a bit. That's just it's how you... It's it. Maybe they should fucking spell it right. I mean, um, a word is a word and it's spelled how it's supposed asks, to be. He okay. <laughs> um, would you consider novelty episodes? Would we do an episode just kind of focusing on one thing? I, I, don't, I don't think we'd ever do that. I feel like we've done that. <laughs> You're like that's just happened. Yeah, just I don't. Yeah. I, I don't now. think we do that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're right. We don't do that. We've never done that ever. Like the one episode we were like, maybe we'll just talk about Birds of Prey. And like, nah. Also, the Oscars. Yeah, and I mean, I'm even gonna talk about two things after this novelty episodes. I don't know what that means exactly. I, yeah, I was very confused. I, uh, I was mostly just taking that as an opportunity to do a bit about how we nothing's happened, and I am blessed. That RWC came out because I did not want to have to engage with something. Um, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not too big on... Um, like, I wish more was happening this week. I wish we had more to talk about than just RWC. I'm not big on, like, single focus or even uh, guest-heavy episodes and podcasts. Guest-heavy. Well, I don't know. I'm fine with guests. I just don't like, like, concurrent guests. Like, when I'm listening to a podcast... Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I listened to Funhouse's Dude Soup, and they did a whole podcast on talking about how their audience hates them having guests. Yeah. I, and I think... It makes sense. Like, I am fine with any podcast having a guest every week, as long as all the guests is just joining in what the normal podcast is. Yeah. But I don't like what I'm listening to. Like, if it's us three, like, we do our thing, we talk about pop culture, I don't want to have someone just interview them the entire time, because that's yeah. not what people listen to this for. They're not mm-hmm. here to learn about someone's life, which I get, if you're interested in that, find a different podcast. Yeah. That's why, like, Francisco came out, talked about movies. Yeah. Like, he gave it... A, 20 second thing about who he is. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 20 second dropped thing. an 80 movie ranking of 2019. <laughs> that, is that out? Dead last. Is that out? Yes. Yeah. Cut, cut those pictures into four separate ones. <laughs> He's very hard. <laughs> we put Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Joker at 79 and 80 respectively See, on the year. He's just doing that out of spite. It like, is, it's got to be out of spite. I don't, There's like, no way I don't those lo- are the- I don't love Jojo Rabbit the Irishman, but they were 15 and 16 on my list. <laughs> like, I acknowledge that they are still good movies. I mean, I just... I, I couldn't, I can't even comprehend okay. it. Here's uh, two more questions. Um, this one is from, uh, I think, now to be listener, because she wants to see if we read her question. Um, K. 
Kayla at Kayla Puno. Okay. She says, why do you hate Laura Dern? This is a question to me, and I'll get your opinions on why how you feel about Laura Dern. Who's that? I'm for her. I like it. Wrong answer. She was in Marriage Story. She's in Big Little Lies. She was in Star Wars The Last Jedi. She is in Jurassic Park. There you go. Um, she's a phenomenal actress. She plays a bitch in everything she's in. Oh. Marriage Story, I hate her. Last Jedi, You're a sexist. I hate oh, her. Oh, what a sexist pig. What a sexist pig. <laughs> Misogynist on the podcast. And then Big Little Lies, just a jerk. Jurassic Park, an exception. In so my nice defense, didn't know who she was when I watched that movie originally. She runs and around with a telephone. Little Women, ankle. she's very nice. But the issue is, I think her best performances is when she plays an absolute jerk. I think she's fine in Little Women. Don't think she's great, but she's nice. I just, how do you feel about her, Zach? I can't think of a time where I haven't not liked her, but I've only seen her in, you know, Last Jedi, Marriage Story, Little Women, and then of course my favorite movie of all time, Jurassic Park. Okay, and then the last question um, from Maddie Polonis asks, "What's your favorite rom com?" Um, fuck, man. Mine uh, would be The Big Sick. It's kind of a weird rom com because she's in a coma ooh. for about it's eighty percent of the. It's great. I, I heard it's pretty good. He's got a new yeah. director. That director, Michael Showalter, has another one coming out with um same guy. Yeah, she's in a coma for like eighty percent of the movie. But uh, have you heard of this movie, Brian? No. It's with Kumail Kumail Nanjani. It's got a pretty good Um, reaction. Ray Romano, Holly Hunter. It's really good. Um, I remember seeing the trailer and thinking it looked funny. It's really funny. I think it's on Prime. Yeah, it's it's pretty affecting. That's my favorite rom-com. All right. um, I'll let you go, Brian, because mine's kind of unorthodox. I I mean, we all have to go unorthodox. I don't really watch. uh, I guess (laughs) my my favorite knowledge is. I guess my favorite movie that has romantic and comedic elements (laughs) would be the animated film "The Night Is Short." Walk on, girl. I I honestly can't think of anything else. Did you watch that with us, Jake? No. Okay. We talked about it. Yeah, that's an anime by my favorite uh, anime director, uh, Masaki Yuasa. Uh, that one has comedic and romantic elements, so I guess it fits the bill. Uh, can't raising Arizona's f- funny. Well, I guess I wouldn't ha- call it romantic no. though. So it's pretty anti-romantic. Night is short. Congrats, you've won the Brian Woods uh, rom-com of the uh, <laughs> up until he was twenty-one award. Congratulations. Um, you know. It probably wouldn't be the first type of movie you think of, but it's literally it's billed as a romantic comedy with zombies. Shaun of the Dead is probably my favorite romantic comedy because that honestly is what drives in the entire movie. It's not, it's not and really it's about their relationship. No, I, no I, it is a romantic I, comedy. I don't really know if it's a rom-com. And it's, I'm going to stand by it because that's kind of like his motivation the entire sure, time I, and it's I, about their relationship. I'm not going to fight you too hard on the... Uh, man, if you, if you want to have a fucking romantic comedy throw down, you'd have to have on that person whose name we refuse to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. Yeah. I'm I'm glad they didn't write in because we would have had no choice. We would have had no choice. I know to we read would have name. had to read her name. Yeah. Um, I'm looking up a movie that I want to make sure I don't. Oh yeah, I also like. I think it's Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, with... I saw a clip. Oh, literally, it's funny you say that. I saw a clip from that movie on Twitter like yesterday. Like this clip invented comedy, and it looked chaotic and. Is hilarious. it the Emma Stone Ryan Ryan Gosling movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that movie. That movie is great. The cast is phenomenal. It looked pretty yeah. funny. The one clip I saw. Shout out to my mom. She really likes that movie. The first Christmas gift I ever bought her, I think, was the Blu-ray of that movie. All right, that all the yeah, that's all the questions. Yeah, I'd like to give an update on. Uh, I was talking about DC Universe, and then as I was canceling it because uh, I don't want to pay weekly until the Harley Quinn's finished, I'm like, why does this exist? Like, what shows are on this? 
I think they have Swamp Thing or some shit and Harley Quinn. That's all. And Teen Titans, I guess. I'm like, why does this exist? Like, what kind of content is here? And then I found out. I scrolled down for the first time using the app. Uh, they have a lot of DC comics on there. Oh, So yeah. a lot of the back catalog, they got like Hush, I think. Like the Batman. Do you read any of Hush? it? Absolutely not. Don't have time for this shit. <laughs> um, it was not in the mood. But I'm like, oh, look. they. I guess there's some value in this. You know, they got Hush. It's like... Harley Quinn stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. There, there's value to this. <laughs> and then, uh, is that it, folks? Ah, uh, ready for recommendations? I have nothing else to say this week. I started. Uh, I watched Rick and Morty for the first time. For Never sure. watched it. Um, my uh, a good friend came in town, and we were just chilling, waiting until we went to get dinner, and we turned it on. A uh, very funny. Yeah. Um, so good. Yeah. Did you start from the beginning, or did you pick? We it started up? from the beginning, so yeah, it I gets think better. I think I'm gonna continue it. Uh, my Season own two zone. and three are so funny, and four was pretty much almost as funny too for the five episodes we got i don't think i liked three that much but i'm I liked a lot. i'm surprised that this show has kind of reached the mainstream audience oh, um yeah but I mean, it, it also it's got, it's got a niche crowd I, but, I, I and then the like crowd just grew and grew and yeah, now it's like yeah. a huge cult and now mm-hmm. everyone knows it yeah that's it recommendation? recommendation no okay yeah no yeah do you want me to go first uh, i'll go f- you, you go first okay um unlocked um is an album by uh kenny beats and Denzel Curry. Um, I, if I'm correct, it was either a week or a day. They just messed around in the studio. It's like 20 minutes long, seven tracks. Denzel Curry can't do wrong. Um, this is his like fourth project in a row that I've loved. Um, I think he's he is a phenomenal rapper. I think the beats, uh, Kenny Beats made, are pretty interesting. Um, also, uh, Denzel's normal style is like, I don't, I don't. A south, a southeast like Florida style type rap, mm-hmm. but uh, the production Kenny did was pretty New York boom bap, which was fun to see Denzel Curry kind of do something different. So recommendation unlocked. Okay, uh, my favorite, re- my recommendation of the week is probably my favorite thing I've seen on uh, Twitter lately. Is um, you guys know what Dragon Quest is? It exists. I haven't really played any of the games. I played the demo for eleven, <laughs> uh, but a movie, a Dragon Quest movie came out, and Netflix got the publishing rights in the U.S. It's called Dragon Quest Your Story. It's basically just an adaptation of five. I didn't watch it. But ba- spoilers for Dragon Quest Your Story. Basically, the twist ending is that it's actually a VR simulation and someone's playing the game. Oh, no. And everyone fucking hates it. Everyone fucking hates it. It's like such a shit ending, apparently. So my favorite thing I've seen on Twitter is people just posting a screenshot of like, guys, I don't get why, I don't get why people don't like the movie. It's pretty comfy so far. And then just a reply to it like, oh. <laughs> like, like, ah, I see. That's fantastic. <laughs> like, but it's just so fucking funny where it's like, it's like, I don't get it. This movie's so amazing so far. And then the reply, just like the image of the reply is just yeah. like all distorted and like deep fried. Like, oh. <laughs> so that's, that, that's been pretty funny to see this week. Zach, what Zach, about you? Um, I've been listening to a lot of Tame Impala recently with their new album that came out. Big fan. Uh, so, I mean, it's kind of a short recommendation. I also listen to the first two Alt-J albums. Their quality. The third one I wasn't a big fan of, but you might as well listen to all three of them. But I guess my main recommendation um, kind of funny that i'm even recommending this because last night uh late at night like 3 30 i was like oh shit F it, i'll put it on uh and i put on psycho <laughs> from it's it's on stars if you have stars on demand uh i really recommend you watch psycho if you haven't seen it or even if you haven't seen it and you don't remember it first 15 minutes hold up really well uh and then i fell asleep but i remember this movie being awesome and i'm probably gonna finish it at some point in the next couple days um so, yeah, watch Psycho. Old movies can still be really cool. I disagree. Uh, <laughs> hate you. 
I hate it here. Right. Is that it? Yeah, Wasaka. Yeah. All right. Um, look forward to better audio quality next week. We have, we all have three microphones. We have everyone has a microphone now. I yeah. dropped some. Uh, I dropped some cash. Yeah, me and Zach dropped some cash. Yeah. Um, and I put it all on my Best Buy rewards. Even Jake's mic. So <laughs> bringing in a haul of Blu-rays coming. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll try to get that figured out next week. This week could not get it to work properly, but next week I'm thinking it works. So look forward to that. Uh, have a good week. Uh, listen to RWC album. I don't know how you could possibly get through this one if you hadn't listened to it prior. It just sounds like a miserable experience. So, 0.6 cents maybe for listen. every listen. Please keep listening to it. Make playlists while you sleep. Thank <laughs> Justin Bieber style. Get this one yeah. to number one. Yeah. Get this one to number one, guys. If you If, if we get this to number one, I'll do anything. <laughs> wow. I, I will literally... I'll get I will make I will make a whole album myself. If you donate <laughs> money to the Patreon, I will get your name tattooed very small on my left shoulder. I'll drop out of college. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drop out if we get if, if, we if get. this gets number one, I will get every single lyric tattooed on my body. The whole album. Between now and next week. I probably Between won't hold you to that, but <laughs> That'd be very cool. The listeners will hold us to if it. If I had to let you off the hook, that's this still be is a how experience. Content Cube gets viral. We just need that clip taken out, and then everyone needs to hear it so that if we can get this to number oh, one. You know, honestly, God, I think "Fake It For Me, Baby" video is the way it goes viral. Yeah, I honestly <laughs> and think more that. I think about it, that no. is that is the way. "Fake It For Me, Baby" is legitimately good. All right, everyone, uh, have a good week. Have a good night. Oh, I'm so fucking tired. Sleepy time. Be kind to others. Love you. Hello. Okay, here we fucking go. Jesus Christ, I'm dying. You know, it's not a big deal, but it kind of doesn't bother me. But what? At the end of Endgame, in the credits, like where they do like the main cast credits for like the main six Avengers. Yeah. And they like rank, like they go into sending order. So they do Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye, which obviously is like he's the sixth guy. Yeah. But then they do Scarlett Johansson five. And honestly, I feel like that's almost doing her a disservice, putting like much. Chris Hemsworth, and even more so Mark Ruffalo ahead of her. Because, A, she's been in more more movies than both of them. For what? Like, in Endgame, when they do the credits, like, it's not a big deal at all, obviously. But they, like, go Jeremy Renner, Scarlett Johansson, Hemsworth, Ruffalo, and then Evans and Tony Stark, obviously, one and two and one, or whatever. But I feel like she should have been ahead of, at the very least, Mark Ruffalo. And oh, was it not in order of appearance? Well, hey, if it was an order of appearance, she still would have beaten Mark Ruffalo and Thor. She was an Iron Man too. No, I mean order of appearance in the movie. Like who showed up on screen. Well, oh, they do like the main... No, because they start with Don Cheadle oh, and Paul okay. Rudd. And those are like the two main guys who aren't one of the main six. Uh, but... No, when they do like the main Avengers six, like the original six, they do Hawkeye, Black Widow, Thor, Hulk. Oh, okay. And then Cap and... You gotta end with Cap and... Iron Man, but I feel like Black Widow should have been. She deserved better. Whatever. She's in more of them, and also half of Mark Ruffalo's things are just fucking CGI anyway. <laughs>